Adult content intended for an adult audience only. Content of stories is purely fiction and not intended to be used for anything but enjoyment for those who enjoy these topics and situations. If you don't agree with the themes and the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. Masterpiece NYC Edition Part 3 by Semantics Chapter 23 The next morning, Nat awoke in his bed to the smell of bacon coming from the other room. Misha's ass was pressed against his crotch, her naked body spooned against his chest. His arm was wrapped around her waist, her tits hanging gently against his forearm. He felt his dick beginning to get hard against Misha's ass crack, which roused her some so he restrained himself. Still, as she felt some substance behind her, she started wiggling her ass against him in her half-slumber. He grabbed her luscious tit and flexed his dick against her as he stretched his body in a morning yawn. This was the life, he thought, deciding to leave Misha to let her get some more rest. He jumped in the shower to wash off the semen, female cum, and sweat from last night. He threw on his suit and shoes and stepped out into the living room to find Anika had prepared a whole spread with pastries, fruit, eggs, bacon, orange juice, and coffee. She wore a silk robe with her hair up in a bun and her glasses on. Her tits pushed out the fabric of the robe, splashing out by the part of the two leaves. When she saw him, her nipples instantly protruded further from the robe and a huge smile came across her face. I hope you don't mind, I went out to get a few things. Wanted to make sure you were well nourished today, said Anika as Nat walked over to give her a kiss. She was clearly happy to have a family, of sorts, again, instead of her quiet, lonely existence of before. Thank you, Anika. Nat sat down and consumed a large helping of breakfast as he rattled off some information and stuff for Anika to take care. So I'm gonna head into the office for a little bit, but I'll be available by phone all day. I want you to continue the work you were doing before, and continue to be vigilant about covering your tracks, not calling too much attention to the operations. Also, I don't want you to pay out of pocket for anything anymore, so here. He put his debit card on the table. Take this and use it however you need to. The PIN number is 07752. Anika nodded reassuringly. Thanks, Nat. That's a good idea. Nat continued. I think Misha has a new project she's gonna be working on which will be making use of your apartment. Oh, cool, said Anika. I'll make sure I get it tidied up for her, and I'll show her around after she gets up. Great. Anything else for right now? Anika thought for a moment. Nothing in particular. Except, do you want me to service you this morning? I was supposed to do so when you woke up but I thought I might let Misha take care of that since you guys were so nicely entwined. Nat loved her devotion, and could feel the blood rushing down to his groin at the thought of her whipping it out of his suit pants. But he also had several sexual exploits he wanted to take care of today, and he thought it might be better to hold off. Thanks Anika, I would like that, but I think I'll take a rain check cause I need to get going today. Can you make sure to spend some? Play time. With Misha between your programming work? 
Anika smiled adoringly. Okay, Nat. Can I at least just give you a kiss before you leave? Okay, sure, said Nat. She pranced over to Nat, allowing her robe to part a little. She jumped up on his lap, her face in front of his, her ass pressed against his crotch, her tits jutting out of the robe. As she leaned in for the kiss, her ass grinded against his slowly hardening dick. You little devil, said Nat. I can't let you go out into the world, not remembering your favorite girlfriend. Look, you know you want it, he wants it. She added, looking briefly towards his lap. Nat had trouble resisting. Okay, but make it quick. My pleasure, said Anika. She got on the floor, unzipped his fly and pulled down his pants, making sure she didn't get any stains on his clothes. She then pulled his cock out of his briefs and started stroking it to full hardness as she looked in his eyes and smiled. Her tits were now falling out of her robe as she bent over his lap. When he was fully hard she immediately opened her warm mouth and brought it down over his cock, working her magic as she stroked the base. She pumped for several minutes, completely devoted to his pleasure, and performing the best blowjob she could think to perform. As his eleven-inch cock became slick and slobbery from top to bottom, she took it out of her mouth and climbed up on his lap again. Her pantyless pussy already wet and ready for him, she used her hand behind her to guide his long dick into her pussy. The girth and length, though always a stretch for her, was becoming something she was growing very comfortable with. She slid down the full length of his cock until she felt her pussy lips rub against his ball sack. Then she started bouncing up and down. Her tits started flopping up and down, both having escaped the robe. Noticing that Nat was eyeing them, she took him by the back of the head and jammed his face into her cleavage as she bounced up and down more feverishly. He licked and sucked at her breasts, sucking on her long nipples and then just putting his face in a position to get smacked by them. Anika helped the smacking of the tits by bouncing even harder on his dick and swinging them in a rotating motion. Nat held on to her ass as he felt his dick go up deeper inside of her with each downward motion. The feeling of full service, from a female, and the concept of a simple, morning quickie was enough to put him over the edge. He whispered, I'm gonna come. Anika whispered back and excited. Okay, baby. As she began to slightly slow down her bouncing, making her thrusts more sensual. Still she pressed her large breasts against him as she used her vagina to milk his dick. Nat responded accordingly as he began to pump semen into her pussy. Yes, baby. That's so good, baby. She yelled as she, herself had a little orgasm. Her hips shaking ever so slightly. As Nat's orgasm subsided, she jumped off his dick, using her vaginal muscles to keep the cum inside her. She used her mouth to clean him off thoroughly and then gave him a kiss on the tip saying, Hold on a minute. She straightened up her robe and then skipped out of the room. Returning with a damp washcloth, she wiped him off once again, before putting his cock away and pulling up his pants for him. As Nat buttoned up, she explained, I just wouldn't want you to feel sticky today at work. Nat laughed to himself. There's plenty more stickiness waiting at the office. I assure you that. He leaned in for one more kiss from Anika, on the cheek, and then grabbed his laptop case and headed off into the NYC commute. Chapter 24 Riding on the train to work, Nat's head was filled with many types of thoughts, concerns and daydreams. Thinking about the insane amount of sex he had yesterday, 
between the cafe with several strangers and his apartment with Misha and Anika, it was mind-boggling, almost traumatic. How could this lifestyle not peak and flatline, or snowball out of control? In addition, he still didn't know what was going to happen with the other, unidentified master PC user, as well as just the main reason for why Misako had cautioned him so severely or why she had ultimately given away her copy of the program and the possibilities therein for what reason, he had no idea. Finally, he was still in need of a way to make some quick cash. He had two new girlfriends to support plus a whole laundry list of fun expenses he was anxious to make. His stress was high for someone with so much power, so he decided to bring up his profile and change his temperament, so that he remained calm and collected when confronted with new problems or disturbances. Also, he gave himself a kind of familiarity with the program, as if he had been using it since he was a kid, so that the greater ramifications or possibilities of it would not seem quite so overwhelming. Sitting on the train was kind of a silly thought to Nat, as he could probably be flying like a bird to work, if he wanted to. But it was still nice to act like a normal New Yorker. Normally he would listen to music or a podcast to entertain himself on the train, but it seemed kind of trivial when he was holding a universe in his phone. He decided to play around with some people on the train, to pass the time that he noticed there was a young man with a flat-brimmed hat, maybe age 18, standing near the doorway eyeing a middle-aged woman that was seated on the bench. The woman had straight gorgeous red hair. Her large breasts they jutted out of her pink and white summer dress. About three inches of cleavage was visible. The bottom of the dress was short, and it revealed her shapely thighs. Nat used his mind-reading ability to find the woman's name. He then entered the command. You will stand up like you're getting off the train. Approach the young man with the hat. Speak something seductive in his ear and then take his phone to enter you phone number. If he calls, swiftly arrange a meetup at which you will engage in the young man's wildest fantasies. He then brought up the boy's profile, increased his sexual skills and made sure he would be respectful of any women he engaged with. Only five minutes later, the curvaceous woman got up slowly. Swaying her hips she moved in front of the boy, with her tits inches from his face. She leaned in to say something and the boy's face went white, though he showed the faintest smile. She gave him her number, as directed and then got off at the next stop. The kid looked like a new man. Nat was pleased with his random act of kindness. He scanned the subway some more to see what other magic he could whip up. There was a cute old man, well-dressed with a fedora on. He appeared to be Cuban or of similar nationality and he seemed to be suffering with some serious arthritis, as he kept rubbing his hands and grimacing. Nat pulled up his chart and directed that all his arthritis pain would permanently subside over the course of the next two weeks. Also, he gave him a fully working penis and newfound sex drive. Finally, his wrinkles would clear up by 50% and he would begin to appear 20 years younger, which wouldn't be strange to anyone close to him. Nat lost both his grandparents at an early age, so this was a nice way to reconnect with the elderly. He kept scanning the subway car as the train passed under the East River. Everyone else seemed kind of dull and uninspiring until he caught the smooth, tanned legs of a woman sitting at the other end of his bench. He leaned forward to find that she was an extremely attractive younger woman, about the age of thirty, with light, wavy brown hair. Her eyes were a green varietal, her cheeks nicely sunken with a small dimple above her thick, 
spongy lips. Following down her neck, there was a nice set of punching bags and then a huge pregnant belly. She was probably about six or seven months deep into her pregnancy, but looking radiant as she read a New Yorker magazine. Nat could not resist the urge to play with this little gem. Pulling up her profile, he found that she was married but that she was sexually frustrated with her husband. She was also, generally, extra horny due to her pregnancy hormones. Nat enhanced that horniness by 20% and made her feel open, if not eager, to exploring other male encounters, especially ones with no strings attached. It said that her workplace was in Union Square, which is where Nat would be transferring anyway. He commanded that when she left the train she would accidentally trip and start panicking. Nat would swoop in to save her, and she would find him one of the most handsome and ruggedly masculine men she had ever seen. As soon as he touches her pregnant belly, she'll be able to think of nothing except fucking him. When the pregnant woman exited the train, Nat's plan was set in motion. Her foot slipped, and her leg actually dropped down in between the car and platform. She started screaming and Nat ran over to help. By the time the train started to roll away, Nat had rescued her onto the platform, but her shoe didn't make it. She was dismayed about her shoe but turned around to thank Nathaniel, who immediately made her jaw drop, her heart start racing and her skin go flush. Are you okay, ma'am? said Nat. Yeah, stammered the pregnant woman. You're so, oh my God. She was breathless and speechless. Nat chuckled. Can I take you somewhere where you can rest a little? She couldn't take her eyes off his, but she managed to nod her head as she held her hands to her very rotund belly. Nat didn't hesitate long before he slid his hand against the back of her dress and quickly swooped his other hand under her legs, effortlessly lifting her into the air. She yelped giddily and he carried her out of the station. Her breasts jiggled around and her dress rode up her thighs as she laid cradled in his arms. When he got above ground he brought her over to a bench in the park. Once settled, the woman gathered her thoughts enough to thank him profusely for saving her. He humbly refused the apology. Anything for a beautiful damsel in distress, he said charmingly. Ah, you're too sweet. Not sure what you're talk about, though. I'm more like a cow in distress she said, motioning to her belly. I think it's sexy, actually, he said in a more hushed tone. Do you mind if I feel? Sure, no problem, she said, seemingly having forgotten he was a complete stranger. Nat put his hand softly on her belly and started rubbing slowly. He watched her face to see her reaction. Her look immediately shifted from scattered and shy to focused and driven. That feel nice, she said, moaning. You deserve a man that can take care of your needs, he said. A gorgeous woman like you should have the VIP treatment. He took his hand away. She was clearly disappointed, but didn't know how to engage him more. She started thinking crazy thoughts about betting him, this moment, finding somewhere to let him take her, carnally. His confidence, his looks, his sophistication and gentleness were all irresistible to her and she didn't even remember where she had been going or what she needed to do later, or why this was all happening, but it was an urgent situation. She knew that. Nat played coy, knowing the types of feelings that were probably going on in her body and head, but letting it all fester for a second. He pulled up his phone and entered the radius of the park. He made it so people would notice him and the pregnant woman but would not interact or say anything. 
they'd keep moving and forget quickly about what they saw. He wanted the woman to feel the rush of being scrutinized, but without there being any ramifications. So is there anything about your new body that you do like? Asked Nat. She hesitated briefly before responding. My breast, she said assuredly. They got much bigger and more squishy and my nipples got bigger and more sensitive. Oh, wow. He pretended to be surprised by her candidness. Your husband must enjoy those two perks. Not really. He's never home. We haven't made love or even fooled around in months. That's really unfortunate, said Nat. Do you mind if I just have a feel, just to understand more about the growth and see what your husband was audacious enough to neglect? I think that would probably be a good experiment for you, she said smiling, her heart beating hard with excitement. How could she be okay with this, she wondered, especially out here in the park. But she went with it, regardless, as she was so turned on. Nat reached his hand over to grab her large breast and began groping and feeling his way around. He pinched gently on the nipple and she let out a sigh, instinctively reaching her arm up to stroke the back of his hair. Nat said, I'm gonna get a better look, as he reached into her dress from the top, sliding his hand into her bra to pull out her large right titty. Oh my god, she said, with a tone of embarrassment but also glee. Her tit was lovely so soft but also firm, with a large brownish areola. Her nipples were slightly erect. Nat bent his head down to suck gently on her nip as he continued to knead and squeeze the breast. He then, more forcefully pulled out her left tit and did the same, alternating back and forth. Her breath was becoming more rapid as she whimpered. She grabbed his wrist and pushed it down to her crotch where he found a very damp set of panties that he pushed aside to access her juicy snatch. He inserted two fingers into her, and she moaned deeply. He jammed in and out of her, curving his fingers up to reach her G-spot. She pulled his face into hers to give him a deep, tongue-swirling kiss. He jammed his fingers in further. Just so you know, I have a very large cock. I'm not sure what you're used to dash. She cut him off, whispering frantically. I want it. He then slipped in his third finger, using his palm to stimulate her clitoris. He jammed his fingers harder into her, pummeling her pussy like some pizza dough. She approached orgasm and Nat pinched hard on her left nipple with his thumb and forefinger, which put her over the edge. She screamed out loudly as she covered her own mouth. People in earshot looked up and stared, but then went back about their business. Nat stood her up and placed her hands on the backrest of the bench so that she was hunched over. He pulled her dress all the way forward, ripping off her bra so that her breasts and pregnant belly swung free in the open air. He pulled off her wet panties and reached around to bring them in front of her face, which she resisted and then finally accepted into her mouth. Pulling his dick out of his fly, he stroked himself to hardness thinking about how taboo it was for him to be fucking this married, pregnant woman, how depraved she was to take a stranger's cock in a public park, and just how sexy her tanned body was with all the pregnant curves and floppy tits. His cock reached full attention, and he played with it against her clit and her opening, feeling just how ready this horny woman was to receive him. He let a little spit drip onto his cock and rubbed it in before slowly pushing into her opening. She squealed. He pushed further. About halfway in, he reached forward to hold on to her large breasts as he kept pushing into her. She wiggled her ass back as well, and after some straying, 
He had inserted most of himself into her opening. He pulled it out slowly and then brought it back. Her vagina felt exquisite, gooey and slimy, but also having a different kind of warmth than he was used to. He pulled his hands back and held onto her pregnant belly as he began to pump faster. She grunted on each thrust. He kept it somewhat mild, not wanting to disturb the child's growth, but her still gave her a good fucking. When he was ready to come, he instructed her to turn around and suck his dick. She did so, obediently, sitting back down on the bench, facing him, her tits totally exposed, hair disheveled with sweat on her forehead and temples. She first examined his massive cock, impressed, infatuated, and hungry. He lined himself up in front of her mouth, and she cautiously began to eat him. Her mouth swirled around the head of his cock, her tongue lashing this way and that as she sucked with her cheeks. He placed his hand on the back of her head and guided her head in towards his waist. It looked so soothing, so fulfilling for her to perform this task on him. He looked around as people would observe his huge endowment, stunned and then go about their day. The woman had become totally occupied, often pulling her throat off the dick to spit on it as she stroked with both hands. Then she'd resume sucking him at full force, clearly dedicated to Nat's oncoming orgasm. Nat felt himself getting ready to come so he tapped her on the shoulder and let her know. Do you want to swallow my cum or do you want me to spray it on you? She took his dick out of her mouth and kind of drifted off, clearly ambivalent about which one to choose as they both sounded so delightful. Nat slapped her across the face with his wet dick. Make up your mind now, you pregnant whore. She held her face where his dick had struck her, looking at up him in shock, but with furrowed eyebrows as if they were playing a child's game. Slap me again, she said. He cocked his dick back and let fire against the same side of her face. A smacking sound resounded from the contact. Two teenage girls, walking by, right at that moment, witnessed the scene and yelled out, Holy shit! Before giggling and walking off, Nat was gearing up for another blow when the pregnant woman quickly blurted out. I want to drink it. Good choice, said Nat. Now, put this thing back in your throat because it's getting chilly and it needs its pregnant horse sweater to wear. She laughed and then assumed the position, happily sucking down his rod and preparing to take a load, when necessary. Nat grabbed down to squeeze her milk-filled tits and twisted her nipple hard as he used the other hand to jam her mouth down his shaft. He could feel himself getting close, so he told her to speed up and pushed faster with his hand. She complied, basically wrapping her arms around his but to get more leverage against his beast of a cock. His dick started twitching and she knew it was coming. She muttered, Give me your load, please. But it was practically inaudible with the huge cock down her throat. Nat felt the time was right, and he was extremely turned on by the way this woman had compromised herself in public so he let loose without any verbal warning. The cum shot out of the tip of his dick directly down her throat. She held it together as the white liquid gobs and gobs of it funneled down her esophagus. Then, to make it more of a challenge, Nat pulled out so that his cock head rested on her tongue and the cum started filling up her mouth. She swallowed vigorously but there was so much semen that it started spilling out the sides of her mouth. Nat let the torrent subside not wanting to get a nice woman too messy. She caught her breath, swallowing the rest of the cum and opening her mouth to show him. Wiping her mouth to get the rest that had spilled out, she told him. That was wonderful. As she played with her tits, 
Nat hadn't let his dick get soft yet, didn't quite feel like things were done. Sit back on the bench and spread your legs. She did as she was told, and her pink hole was on display for the world. Nat bent his knees and got in a squatted position. Grabbing her legs, he lifted her ass up in the air so that it was higher than her head. He then took his erect penis and slid it back into the pregnant woman's pussy, her belly now sticking up and almost touching her chin. She gasped as he began fucking her in long strokes. Play with your tits for me and show me how sexy you can be, he said. She was his to use. She knew it. He knew it. Her pink hole consumed his mega dick nicely and he watched her try to seduce him with her eyes and her pouty lips as he fucked her. Her pussy was getting wetter and wetter and he was sliding in effortlessly now, and so he got the idea to raise the ante. He plunged himself deep into her and then stopped for a minute. How would you feel, since I saved your life and all, about letting me put this thing in your little arsehole? She smiled as she placed her hands against his abs, rubbing him and then grazing her hands down to her clit and rubbing it in tiny circles. I love being fucked in the ass. My husband doesn't like it. That's retarded, said Nat knowing now that he had popped his cherry with Anika. It didn't seem like he had any reservations so he pulled his dick out and placed the slimy tip against her asshole as she continued to rub her clit and stare into his eyes. Does mommy want to get her little asshole filled? said Nat in a taunting voice. Yes, sir, mommy wants it in her special hole. Is mommy a dirty whore that loves dick and wants it all the time? Yes, sir, mommy wants all the dick she can get. She wants it hard up the ass till she cries. Is this little baby gonna be the son of a dirty whore that thinks about strangers' cocks when her husband tries to fuck her with his little penis? I'll think about your amazing erection shooting come on me and filling me up. This baby boy is the son of a dirty, dirty cock whore. Nat then pushed in his cock in a downward driving motion, and it squeezed in between her cheeks and tightly moved down her anal passage. She increased the speed and pressure of her fingers on her clitoris. He slid up and down, gaining momentum as she grunted and groaned, her cunt bubbling up with liquids. Nat took a long stroke and pushed all the way into her tight ass. She practically lost the ability to breathe and her eyeballs were bulging out of her face. He grabbed on both tits squeezing roughly and twisting her nipples. She scooped her hand into her cunt and out, and then back to her clitoris rubbing herself almost violently. He started hard medium-length strokes, his dick getting harder and harder, watching those large milk-filled breasts gyrate with each thrust. They had started to produce milk, and the white milk was slowly streaming out of her tits then running down the side of her breasts in little drops. I want you to come for me, while my dick is in your ass, said Nat she looked right at his eyes as she fingered herself. He slowed down his pumping to a halt to watch her masturbate herself. As she got closer to orgasm, her sphincter started to convulse against his cock and then she erupted, screaming out again so loud that it made the pigeons scatter into the air. Her hips were quaking and vibrating, her eyelids fluttering shut. Nat pulled his dick out and stuck it back into her wet pulsating pussy and started slamming into her with deep strokes. Yes, baby, fuck this pregnant pussy. He kept pushing down on her cunt, and she used her arms to push her ass up, back at his cock. He slammed down hard against her pelvis, his balls slapping the asshole he had just violated. Staring at her smooth, pregnant belly was just too weird and erotic at the same time. 
He crammed two more hard pumps into her flooded cunt and then started unleashing his load. The liquid spilled out fast, filling up her passageway, at which point he pulled his cock out and pointed upwards so that the long strands of cum began to coat her pregnant belly, and her milk filled pregnant tits. He kept shooting, he couldn't stop himself. It was a cum bath. She rubbed her belly with the cum all over it as he continued to shoot on her tits, on her dress, on her arms and hands. He pumped his dick with his hand and kept going, coating the outside of her cunt and her asshole and her inner thighs. She reveled in his crazy, freak abilities. He pulled her face over to clean off his cock then zipped it into his fly. I want you to stay here covered in my cum. You can masturbate thinking of me and how I just destroyed all your holes with my huge dick. I want you to call up your husband and tell him you had an incident and that he needs to come get you. When he gets here, let him know you've been fucked by another lover and that you need him to clean up the mess. Have him lick my cum off you, especially inside your cunt, and then make him take you home. I promise he'll only be grateful for the lesson, not upset. Nat then walked away, pulling up the husband's profile and making sure he would be obedient to her command. Also over the course of the next month, his cock would grow to nine inches in size, he'd become a much better lover and he'd basically be her slave and do whatever she asked of him. Chapter 25 Nat sauntered into his office soon to be, former office refreshed and invigorated from his public park. Prego fuck session. Judy, the secretary gave him a wink as he walked in. He sat down at his desk, took out his laptop and started it up. While he waited, he scanned the room. His boss was on the phone in his private office. Everybody else had their head down, working. Then, his eyes landed on Jennifer's cubicle. She was completely alert, trying everything in her power not to stare in Nat's direction. Nat coldly turned around to make her simmer some more. He pulled up Jennifer's profile and commanded her to rub herself slowly, constantly attempting an orgasm that wouldn't come. She would know, instinctively, the reason she couldn't was because Nat had not allowed it to happen. Her juices would flow twice as fast and voluminous than usual. If anyone noticed her, she wouldn't be able to cover up or explain, she'd just keep working it. He then pulled up his boss's profile and commanded that, when Jennifer entered the room, his boss would have a newfound desire to take his aggression out using sexual dominance. Nat gave his boss an extremely thick cock, about three times the average girth which was significantly wider than Nat's. Thinking again about his plans for Jennifer, he thought of one thing he hadn't really tried yet. Pulling up the help field, he asked if he could perform telepathy. The program responded that it was possible to perform telepathy with objects equal to or less than twice his body weight. Nat decided there were plenty of viable objects in that weight class. He tested it out with the pencil on his desk. Using his mind he compelled the pencil to move from his desk, through the air, to the top of the water cooler. He felt a tingly, giddy feeling in his body. Chapter 26 Speaking of tingly feelings, Jennifer had been touched with an insatiable compulsion to masturbate. Having not worn panties today she had very easy access to her cunt, but she was pulling out all her tricks and she couldn't really get herself to come. Meanwhile, it seemed like she was hornier than usual because she had become ridiculously wet. Her chair had a puddle in it, and there were female juices running down her legs. 
She felt the need to wash up, but she couldn't really stop fingering herself. She also didn't want the office to see how wet her legs were. She had some inclination if she could just get some attention from Nat, he would sort all this out. She called out his name in a hushed yell, but he seemed to be ignoring her or he just didn't care. Instead he picked up the phone, made a call and then walked in the opposite direction towards the boss's office. She kept fingering her now-inflamed clit and sticking her fingers in her vagina like she was some kind of retarded pinball wizard. She lapped up the juices from the chair and recycled them back into her masturbation, but the river continued to flow and began to collect as a larger pool on the floor. Nat walked into his boss's office with the precedent that they were going to talk about some new partnership agreements, but Nat had something else up his sleeve. He walked in and noticed that Tim was examining his crotch. He started to make some opening statement, of some kind, and then cut himself off. Actually, Tim, why don't we get someone in here to take minutes, as this could be important down the road? That's a good idea, said Tim. I'll call Judy in here. Actually, said Nat, why don't we get Jen on this? I think she'd be a little more suited for the position. Tim was a little surprised but nodded and called up her extension. She tried to refuse, but he insisted. She didn't want to get up from her chair, embarrassed about her cum-covered legs. Nat decided to try out his new skill. Focusing his mind on her spine, he gave it a little upward-lifting motion, and she jolted up. From a distance he could see the shiny wetness on her thighs and down her legs. Once up although she didn't know how or why she decided to do as she was told and entered the boss's office. Tim noticed that she was quite wet, and he made a quizzical look but he didn't want or keep Nat waiting. He instructed her to sit on one of the side chairs and take minutes for the meeting. She did as told. Nat started a heady business discussion with his former boss, now partner, working out logistics and talking about each other's vision and strengths and weaknesses. Jen transcribed as much as she could on a yellow legal pad. Nat stopped talking and listened to his boss a little but he wanted to toy with Jen some more, so he focused on the pen she was using and, with another jolt of mental energy, he flicked the pen across the room. It landed near the other side of Tim's desk. Jen shrieked out of surprise and then quickly got up to go retrieve the pen, at which point Nat used his mind to push Jen down to her knees and he made it so that crawling was the only feasible way for her to get across the room. As she passed by his chair, Nat was able to see up the back of her skirt at her bare, slippery pussy, fully exposed and raw from being played with so long and so hard, today. Nat looked up at Tim who seemed to be quite irked by the scene going on, feeling as if Jen was truly wasting their time. But instead of just yelling at an employee, Tim seemed to have a new approach. Jennifer? He said sternly. Sorry, Tim, she said. I'll get right back to those notes. Stay right where you are, he said as he went to start lowering the blinds on the windows that looked onto the main office floor. When he turned back around, he saw the same upskirt angle that Nat had seen, and he decided to make his anger felt by Jennifer. Why haven't you worn any panties to work today? said Tim. Jen wouldn't dare betray her master, Nat, by telling Tim that Nat had commanded her not to wear panties today, so she lied and told him she was out of clean laundry. And why are you so fucking wet right now that you're dripping your little cunt on my office floor? said Tim. It's true. There was a trail of wetness that had dripped out of her pussy onto the hardwood floor as she crawled. I don't know, 
said Jen. She looked up at Nat for guidance, but he gave her nothing but another chiding look. She was humiliated and didn't know how to explain herself. Nat urged her with his mind to confess her sins. I've been horribly horny all day and I've been trying to pleasure myself, but it's not working. I feel like I need this release and then I promise I can get back to work. I can't explain why, but my cunt is much wetter than usual. I don't know how to stop it. I'm so sorry. She looked down at the floor in shame, still on her hands and knees. Nat was enjoying this scenario as it played out, but the telepathy wasn't fully featured how he wanted. He pulled up his phone and gave himself the ability to urge Jennifer to do and feel certain ways, using his mind. He then put his phone away and used his mind to start controlling Jennifer. He gave her the sudden urge to take her blouse off. She did so, wearing just a black lace bra. He then urged that she put her face into the floor, reach her hands back, pull up her skirt, and spread her ass cheeks so that the men in the room could see her snatch bubbling and oozing. She followed these urges as if they were her own instincts. Please help me, she pleaded. I need help. Please. I'm so sorry. Tim observed the despicable scene in front of him and his aggression and sex drive escalated, more than he'd ever felt before. He went down and took a knee by Jennifer, placing his hand on her ass and rubbing it vigorously before slapping her, hard. Jen yelled out. In Nat's general direction, Tim spoke. This little whore came into my office today and she, clearly, is in need of some serious discipline. Her pussy is as wet as the fucking Hudson River. He grazed his hand around her cunt before he took his fingers and rammed two of them up her slit. She moaned and whimpered. Nat compelled her to speak. Please don't beat around the bush, Tim, said Jen. I've been really bad. I need something bigger than your fingers. Tim slapped her ass really hard. Who said you should be talking? She dared not respond. Then he unzipped his fly and fished out his penis. Nat made a double take. He'd never seen a cock so wide. It was like a hero sandwich or something. It was mostly hard already but Tim spit on his hand to rub the thing more until it was nice and solid. Then, without much warning and definitely zero romance, he hunched above Jen's ass and pushed his thick dick down into her super wet snatch. It barely squeezed in. She cried out. Oh, it's so large. Tim spanked her again. Take it like a good girl. Because of Nat's continued puppeteering, Jen found herself grabbing Tim's hands and placing them on her shoulders. She found a foreign type of force compelling her body back, hard against him so that his cock went all the way in. As Nat looked at the penetration, it was clear Tim's wide cock was really stretching her pussy. Nat wanted to jump in and participate, but he thought it might be more fun to bring in some more variables. He pulled up his phone. Finding the profile of Judy, the secretary, he commanded her to come into the office, sit against the desk and pull off her panties. Just for higher production value, he skimmed off some of Judy's excess fat, gave her a more defined chin line, with rosy cheeks, and he gave her a propensity for enjoying carnal relations with other women. Within minutes Judy sauntered into the office as Nat had commanded. She stood by the desk and Nat observed how his aesthetic enhancements had turned out nicely. She watched in shock and awe as Jen was being violent slammed from the rear. On her own volition, it seemed, Judy took off her panties slowly and spread her legs. 
Nat's mouth watered at the sight of a new cunt. He urged Jennifer, with his mind, to inch herself over to Judy and start eating her pussy. Upon contact, Judy kicked her head back at the pleasure of Jen's tongue. Tim had moved with her and was still slamming her as hard as he could. The sound of his balls hitting her cunt made a deafening slap. Nat was still unsatisfied. He pulled up all the interns there were three of them and gave them large ten-inch cocks with extra big, swinging balls. They would all respond to Nat's verbal commands and have the usual power he'd given himself and others of heightened sex drive and improved ejaculatory systems. They walked into the office single-filed, each taking their clothes off as they entered. Jennifer lifted her head up from Judy's pussy and yelled out, What the fuck? Between grunts, Nat cleared his throat. Gentlemen, present this lady your assholes and let her give you oral pleasures of the anus hole. Two of the men flanked her on either side with their asses pressed in against her face. They pulled on their ass cheeks and spread them to give Jen access. She reeled and recoiled but Nat urged her to lean in. He also urged her hands to reach around their bodies and start stroking these men's cocks as she rimmed their asses. As Nathaniel watched Jennifer go to work on these men, he felt remiss not tending to larger needs in his life related to the program, his career, his art, his new lovers at home. He'd already had an incredible quickie from his practically wifey, at home, and then a rousing fuck in the park with a pregnant MILF stranger. Although he still felt responsible for administrating punishments and dominance over Jen and seeing that she was used properly and to the full extent of her abilities, and despite the fact that, like a budding hormonal teen, Nat was always ready to be sexually active, regardless of his recent activity that day, he still felt like it might be better to put his current situation on autopilot while he carried out more important affairs. He entered some commands into his phone, making Tim his boss in charge of this office orgy. He made Jen have an unending source of energy and determination like a sex machine. Then he yelled out sternly to Jen who was tugging feverishly on the two men's cocks with her face deep in ass. She turned around, her face covered in spit. Make sure these men each come at least three times and let them use you however they desire. She nodded subserviently. Have them come wherever they want, and once you're finished with your task, come out and see me at my desk. Is that understood? Yes, master, she said. Nat looked at her glistening, large tits, and he wanted to grab them and jiggle them around, but he practiced restraint and walked out of the room. Tim, you're in charge, he said as he closed the door behind him. Chapter 27 Nat sat down at his desk opened his laptop and pulled up the program. His number one concern was currently working out his financial situation. There were both short and long-term concerns. He needed to develop a company as well as make some immediate cash. He brought up his profile and increased his business intelligence and enhanced his knowledge of global markets and trends and the history of overnight success stories. He then went down a rapid-fire brain tunnel for the next half an hour writing notes, and doing simple research until he came up with three inventions that he would begin development for at his new engineering and investments firm, soon to be conducting business upstairs. The first would be a happiness pill that's non-destructive and non-habit-forming, the second would be a cheap cure for AIDS and cancer, and the third would be the first set of high-quality earbuds that never, ever get tangled in your pocket. He resolved, tomorrow, 
to appoint several people to begin to unfold operations in the three realms, but first he needed to work out a situation to grow some working capital, and he needed to do it immediately. He decided to give Anika a call to see where she had gotten with the artwork sales, so he ringed up her mobile. Hello? said Anika. Hey babe, said Nat. Hey baby, said Anika. The warmth in her voice made Nat's heart melt. How's your day going so far? she asked. Good, good, Nat said casually. I took a little romp in the park this morning before heading into work. Had a meeting with my boss and we trained some of the interns on how to handle insubordination. Ooh, sounds fun. She awaited the specific reason for his call. So I was wondering if you made any leeway on the art sales we had started last week. I'd like to dash, oh yeah? I forgot to tell you. A buyer came through on that. They want to pay one million for the lot of twelve drawings and they said they can wire it to you tomorrow. How does that sound to you? Apparently inspired by his new business prowess, Nat got an idea. That sounds wonderful, but get back to him and let him know the artist's health has been suffering and that the price will be $1.5 million for six. Make sure that he finds this counteroffer pleasing, if you know what I mean. That sounds great. I'll get right on that. Her demeanor was incredibly professional, like the perfect business partner-slash-assistant. I hope you aren't actually ill, though. Anika asked, concerned. No, Anika. I'm very, very healthy, Nat assured her. I'll be around for a long time. Nat paused, appreciating that someone truly cared about him. Actually, I'd like to celebrate since this will be our first successful business venture, of many, I hope. Let's go out for a night on the town tonight. After you finish up your work, take my card and take Misha and yourself out for some shopping. Get some nice evening attire and some lingerie, stuff you know I would like to see you both in. Meet me in the city around 8 p.m., okay? That sounds lovely. Kudanika. Okay, sugar, I'll talk to you later then, said Nat. Can't wait. Bye, said Anika with a sexy, sweet tone. Nat was very pleased with his situation, his girls, his work life but he was quickly reminded that he would be maxing out his credit card soon if he didn't find some quick dough, so he started to think of safe and clever schemes to get money in the city. He could head over to Belmont for some horse betting, or up to Yonkers to the casino, but that would involve some traveling and advance commands for things to not seem rigged. He could rob some people or an armored car, or just have people hand him money, but that means innocent people being fired or, worse, being deprived of their hard-earned cash. There was the stock market, or just selling art on the street, but honestly none of this sounded fun and easy enough. After racking his brain for a while, without any fantasy-like ideas, he decided he would feel okay stealing from the rich, since they could afford it. Where were the people with the fattest wallets? Definitely, Wall Street. In the program he set a perimeter around the entire financial district, or FID as the kids are calling it, and commanded that, at each firm or fund or other type of financial company, anyone with a $70,000 salary, or more, will immediately contribute $200 to a fund for the slut of the month calendar, a simple high-end, digital calendar they would presume to exist, and then they will leave the cash in a small duffel with their doorman, addressed to Nathaniel. 
They then email him once it was completed with the address of the company where the package was and in the subject line, the word calendar. With his new programming prowess, he quickly rigged up a bot to enter those addresses into an interactive pickup map. And then, at the last minute, he realized it made zero sense for him to be running around Lower Manhattan. Looking across the room, he singled out Anthony, one of the internal accountants who usually had a light workload, and decided he would be a perfect person to handle the operation. He changed the recipient name for the duffel bags to Anthony's. He gave Anthony a solid understanding and comfort for motorcycles and set him up with a rental place that had scooters with extra storage space. He made precautions so that Anthony would have full loyalty to Nathaniel and not ask any questions and then he arranged for Anthony to compile the materials collected, thinking he was handling documents, not money, and drop everything off at his apartment. Right as Nat was finishing up his scheme, he heard the door open from Tim's office. Out walked Jennifer. She was naked and moving slowly. There was cum dripping from every inch of her body, in her hair, on her face, her arms, her pubes, her breasts, even her feet. She made her way over to Nat's desk. He was a little repulsed but also turned on by just how humiliating this must have been. Other people in the office were staring in shock. She kept her eyes low when she arrived. Hello, Jennifer, said Nat. Hi, she said, with a tone of exasperation but still a bit of excitement to see him. What happened to you? Nat asked, with a chuckle. I serviced them like you asked, she said defensively. Tell me more, he insisted. They each fucked me in my three holes, sometimes one at a time, sometimes three at once. I stroked and sucked their dicks the best I could. They spanked my ass and tits and made me talk dirty to them, like begging for it and describing how much of a slut I was. I came many times as they fucked me. I came just from holding their large cocks. Then when they were ready, they started producing massive amounts of sperm, like you can. It got everywhere. I swallowed a bunch and then then they fucked me more and then came more, shooting it inside me, and all over me. How do you feel about this experience? Asked Nat. I loved it and I hated it. I've never been used and taken advantage of so deeply by a group of men like this. But yet, it felt so pleasurable and I loved seeing how my body could make them happy. I also couldn't stop thinking about how I was doing what you asked and that, ultimately, you were providing this unique experience for me, and me alone, that most girls don't get to have. I'm grateful, she said, only realizing the full extent of how she felt as she spoke. That's good, Jennifer. I'm glad to hear you have a good attitude about it. It was meant to be a punishment, because you have been quite nasty to me over the years, but I'm beginning to take a liking to you and I don't want you to suffer much more. I'd be happy to suffer more or take more punishment, if that's your bidding, Nat, she said sincerely. I'll have some more work for you to do soon, he said. He was about to dismiss her, but then his libido got the best of him. Staring at this bukkake receptacle, he couldn't help but be turned on and want to contribute, in some way. Actually, Jen, I'm kind of having a change of heart here. How would you feel if I donated some of my sperm to your little cum cloak you're wearing? She looked up into his eyes with a new light and vigor. Your wish is my command, master. Nat stood up and started rubbing his cock through his pants. Get down on the ground and start rubbing that cum around on your body. Make me believe that you love the cum more than anything. 
and start playing with your pussy so I can see how much you love it. She dropped down on the ground and started rubbing the thick, white gel around her tits and stomach. She squeezed on her tits and then slowly moved her hands down towards her crotch. As she opened her legs, Nat could see that her pussy was filled to the brim with semen. She started pushing her fingers into her pussy, which forced more cum to ooze out of her. Nat dropped his pants and pulled out his dick which was already hard. He began stroking it as he stared at his cum slut. She looked mesmerizingly at his cock and continued to play with herself. He stoked harder as he looked at her huge tits and thought about how it would feel to have her sit her filthy body down on on top of his rod. Rub harder, Nat commanded. Come for me. She started to rub herself with more pressure and speed, her breath getting more rapid as she felt her body warm up and start to tingle. The disgusting man juice covering her only turned her on, knowing that she must be such a sorry, shameful sight for Nat. Her only worth was to be used to deposit more semen into an aunt too. That's the only thing she was truly good at, so why not be the best come target that she can? The self-deprivation and submission made her body surge with pleasure. She began to reach orgasm and let Nat know. I'm gonna come soon, she said. Your cock looks so good. I need your come on me to complete my quilt. Stroke it hard for me, Nat. Nat looked around the office briefly to see that many of the employees were staring at this spectacle. She was so dirty and he loved it. He looked back into Jennifer's eyes and prepared to unload. It's coming out now. You fucking whore who takes all the office cocks and there come loads. You're gonna get another one now. Yes, Nat, please. She was beginning to convulse from her orgasm. Nat flexed his dick muscles and his semen traveled rapidly out of his balls, up his urethra and through the air. He aimed his load right at Jennifer's hand that was feverishly fingering her clit. It splashed everywhere around her crotch, onto her thighs and her pubis areas. She moved her hand and aimed her vagina to receive a direct hit from his cum blast, and her orgasm heightened even further as the cum ricocheted upwards onto her tits and chin. The stream subsided and she continued to rub the deep puddle of warm semen around her vulva and into her vagina as she quaked across her. He walked up to her and presented his cock, which she eagerly took into her mouth. He pushed himself all the way down her throat and then back out. She licked the head and the balls, making sure he was completely cleaned. Very good, Jen. I think that will be enough for today. Why don't you clean yourself off the best you can and then take a cab over to my place? My girls should be there and they can get you properly bathed and give you a place to rest and relax. That sound good? She was practically nodding off from the mixture of pleasure and exhaustion, but she opened her eyes and nodded her head. Yes, Nat. Thank you. Then she gathered herself and headed to the bathroom to clean up. Nat zipped his dick into his pants and looked around the office. The employees were trying to go about their business, but he could tell they had been pretty shocked by the previous occurrences that he pulled up the office profiles and made it so that sexual activities in the office would be surprising but not alarming and for the other women he hadn't fucked, they would remember vividly what his cock could do for them and look forward to partaking in the future. He also noted that Anthony had slipped out already which brought a smile to his face. Time to get paid, he thought. Chapter 28 Before heading out for the day, Nat decided to stop by upstairs to look at his future office space.
As he neared the top of the stairwell he heard clanging and banging and he walked into the space to find a crew of about ten workers operating, busy with different building projects. To his surprise, the office looked almost 60% finished. But to his greater surprise, the entire crew were all women, and good-looking women, at that. It was almost as if he had slipped into some kind of gimmicky Maxim photo shoot. You must be Nathaniel, a voice said in front of him as he snapped out of his daze. Resuming focus he found a very attractive redhead woman with ample bosom wearing the classic worker outfit, a flannel shirt, yellow hard hat, faded jeans and a utility belt. I'm the foreman for your office renovation, she said as she put out her hand. Jessica. Mrs. Orlovsky hired me. Nat shook her hand, drooling ever slightly before pulling himself together. Nice to meet you. I don't know a Mrs. Orlovsky, he said, confused until he realized what she was talking about. Oh, Anika. She isn't my wife, she's my business partner. Sure, whatever you say, said Jessica with a wink. She was clearly a feisty spirit. Anyway, you seem to have made tremendous progress already, said Nat. Your entire crew is all women? Yep. Anika gave us special orders to prioritize this over our other projects. She also requested all female workers, which I'm fine with. I think they ultimately do a better job, especially for interiors. Okay. Nat said as he surveyed the impressive crew of girls, diverse in race, age and body type. The work should be done by this Friday. We offer full service, so in addition to electrical, HVAC, networking configurations and decorating, we offer you the chance to get to know the crew and we'll help you get comfortable in your new space. As she said this she lightly tugged on his jacket lapel and made a coy, seductive look. Your satisfaction is our ultimate desire. She winked, noticeably, and then spun around and walked away, her ass swaying, back and forth, in her tight, ripped jeans. She passed another girl worker, who appeared to be of Indian descent and was leaning over to measure a desk. Jessica slapped her on the ass and the girl turned her head up, smiling. Jessica looked at Nat and giggled. Come by Thursday to do a full walkthrough. We'll make sure you're getting everything you paid for and more. Nat could take the overt hint, and he liked what he was seeing and hearing. It was tough to say whether he was more excited about getting his company off the ground or just taking a walkthrough of his office renovation with an all-female construction crew whatever that entailed. As he started to walk down the stairs, he noticed the rooftop access door. He remembered from his smoking days that the door had no alarm on it and that he could freely walk out onto the 13-story building's roof. Suddenly it occurred to him. Why should he have to get on that dirty, malfunctioning subway train when he had master PC? He opened up the program and brought up his profile. In the command field he wrote, You will have the ability to fly through the air without being noticed. The program brought up a notice, saying that he wouldn't, physically, be able to fly above 10,000 feet off the ground. His invisibility would be applied to all beings in sight lines, though if he chooses to fly too high, he may be detected by military devices. It then asked him if it should submit the command. Nat typed yes, thinking you could make it a little harder than that. He suddenly felt a tingling in his body. He stepped to the ledge, not feeling sure about his abilities, but knowing that the program had yet to fail him, so far. He decided to take a leap of faith and he stepped off the ledge. 
As he began to fall, he thought hard about propelling himself up and forward, and like Superman, he began to fly through the air. It was an incredible rush, the wind on his face, the views of Manhattan in the distance, and the brick town houses of Brooklyn, below him. He steered for his house, thinking, this is probably better than being God, because I don't have to be responsible for anything except my own fantasies. As the kids would say, he was. Hashtag winning. Chapter 29 When Nat approached his apartment door, after entering his building from above not below, he smiled and prepared himself for a small harem of women on the other side. It was about 7 p.m., and he had set a dinner reservation for 8.30. That was plenty of time to wind down a little bit and then get changed, etc. He opened the door. As he walked in, he found two large, black duffel bags by his coat rack. He didn't see anyone in the kitchen or on the couch, in the living room. He took off his jacket and then wandered back towards the bedroom. He thought he might lie down for a little and text Anika to see what was up. As he approached his bedroom, he passed by the bathroom and found that his good old friend, Jennifer, was there, inside. It was quite a sight. She was wearing a maid uniform, on her hands and knees scrubbing on the bathroom tile. Her ass was up in the air and, once again, she wasn't wearing panties. To say this was like wet dream was an understatement. The short hem of the apron revealed her puffy pussy lips, which were clearly still raw from the office gangbang earlier. She had cleaned herself off and was looking quite cute. Jennifer? said Nat with a confused tone. She turned around and quickly got to her feet. Hey, Nat, welcome home. Her cleavage was robust her breasts being cinched together by the uniform. The short hem revealed her juicy thighs and her face looked super cute with her bangs showing, in front. Nat kind of wanted to ravage her but had to keep it together. Way are you cleaning the apartment? Did Anika arrange this? Yes. She's having me take care of some household duties to make up for my boarding. I'm gonna be staying with you guys now in the second bedroom. I see. And where are Anika and Misha now? Nat asked, taking on a more authoritative, boss-like tone. They went to the beauty salon. They're planning to meet you at the restaurant at 8.30. I'm to stay here and finish my chores. Oh, okay. Nat felt a little guilty and looked at her pityingly. I'm more than happy to serve you, Nat, in any way I can, said Jen. Anika was super nice to me, and I really like Misha. You have such pretty girlfriends. You're really lucky. I'm just happy to be part of it. Nat was still a little uneasy about the hierarchical nature of the arrangement, but Jen seemed to be fine with it, so he just went with it. Did Anthony drop off those duffel bags? Nat asked. Yes, said Jen. He's making the second trip, now, and should be back within the half hour. Nat cringed. Second trip. Holy shit. He spoke out loud, but Jen didn't really seem to react. In general, she didn't seem to realize what was in the bags. Perhaps Anika had made her oblivious in some way, using the program. Nat stared at Jen, lustfully, her breasts popping out of the white fringe at the top of her uniform. When we get back from dinner, if you're still up, we might put you to work on some non-household-related duties. He said with a wink. It would be my pleasure, sir. She said, touching the side of her neck lightly with an awkward kind of excitement. Feel free to order any food you desire later. 
I need to use the shower in a minute. Okay. Thank you, Nat, she said. Of course. I'm happy to have you in the mix here. She blushed and then grabbed her cleaning supplies and scurried out of the bathroom. Nat went into his bedroom to undress and he found, hanging, a Bloomingdale's garment bag in front of the closet and a card on the bed. He opened the blank white card to find a handwritten note. It said, Dear Daddy, your two kittens are eager to play. We've been getting ready for you all day. I can't wait to sit on your lap and give you a kiss. Misha has a very big surprise for you as well. I took the liberty of buying you an outfit. No pressure to wear it, but I think it would be very handsome on you. See you very soon, my love. Always wet, always waiting. Yours truly, Anikahi went over to the garment bag to find a gorgeous, white linen dinner jacket. There was also a pair of black, Italian slacks and a Gucci, Egyptian cotton black crew neck tee. She had clearly spent a good amount of money on him, but it didn't matter. With a new eagerness and adrenaline, he quickly undressed and went to go shower. Chapter 30 As Nat was getting ready to leave, he went over to the two duffel bags and opened one of them. His heart practically stopped, looking at the crazy amount of cash in the bag. Anthony, being the industrious worker that he was, had sorted the cash, mostly a hundred dollar bills, into stacks of what looked like a thousand apiece. From the looks of things, there must have been about twenty k in this bag, alone. Apparently, Nat thought, there must be even more people with eligibly high enough salaries in the fide than he had realized. He grabbed two stacks of hundreds, unwrapped them and stuffed them in his wallet. As he was leaving he gave instructions to Jennifer to move the bags to his office, as well as the rest of the bags when they arrived. She moved across the room towards him as he spoke. Anything else? Make sure to give Anthony a hundred dollar tip for his troubles. Okay, anything else? There was a hint of sadness and loneliness in her eyes. Nat tried to help in the only way he could think to. He took his hand and slid it under the bottom of her uniform, pushing it between her thighs until he found her cunt. She gasped and he felt it instantly grow moist. He started rubbing his palm forcefully against her clit as his fingers found the opening to her vagina. He jammed his index and middle finger up her pussy and started pressing hard against her G-spot as he continued to massage her clit with his palm. She moaned and whimpered. With his other hand he grabbed her large breast over her dress and squeezed and pinched on her nipple. He could hear that she was nearing orgasm and he went faster and harder with his hands. She yelled out, Oh my God! But he didn't stop. He added a third finger into her pussy and then a fourth. Alternating, he would slide his hand back to her asshole and push his wet fingers in, before taking them out and putting them back in her cunt. She seemed possessed by a demon, the pleasure and eroticism was so strong. Come now, you made whore, he said deep into her ear, and she instantly complied, her whole body shaking as she screamed out. He pulled out his dripping hand and raised it up to her face, pushing it hard into her mouth. She sucked her juices off his finger as she moved her own hands down to play with her pussy. Nat grabbed on the top hem of her dress and pulled it below her tits, and they bounced out. He squeezed them some more and told her, I'll let you suck on it for two minutes, but you won't get any come till later, after you finish your cleaning duties. She immediately dropped to her knees and carefully pulled his huge cock out of his fine, 
Italian slacks. She immediately and diligently opened her mouth wide to take in his cock head, and he allowed it to get fully hard in her mouth. She let it slide down her throat and began pumping her face up and down. Nat thought she was really getting the hang of this sex slave stuff. But to be playful he watched the second hand on his watch, and after exactly two minutes he pushed back on her forehead. Good job, whore. We'll have to finish this later. He let his erection subside and zipped it back into his pants. He went to the kitchen to wash Jennifer's pussy and asked juices off his hands and then headed out the door. Chapter 31 The restaurant Nat had made reservations at was an upscale, modern steakhouse right by the Hudson River in South Village. When he got there, they asked him to wait by the bar until his full party arrived, but he didn't feel like it. Instead, he walked up to the hostess and covertly slipped her a hundred-dollar bill, whispering, Make sure we get taken care of this evening. She snapped into action right away. Let me show you to your table. Is there a drink I can have the bartender make while you wait for your other guests? Sure, said Nat. I'll have a Hendrix Negroni with a splash of soda and an orange twist. Perfect, she said as she placed him at a slightly more secluded but sizable round table with three evenly spaced chairs and three beautiful place settings. Then the hostess smiled and walked away. She was very attractive and modelesque. Nat noticed that she had an impressive derriere though, and her legs were long and tanned with nicely defined calves. As he waited for the girls, Nat pulled up his phone and made a couple adjustments to the ambience. He made it so everyone in the restaurant would keep their conversations to a low whisper. He made it so that nobody would look in Nat and the girls' direction or listen to anything they said during their meal. He commanded the kitchen to give particular care to their meal and he had the manager set the lighting a tad bit more romantic than usual. He also brought up his profile and made it so he could eat as much food as he desired without feeling stuffed, and he would be able to drink a fair amount without getting too drunk. He applied these settings to Misha and Anika, as well. Having waited for almost fifteen minutes, he was beginning to get a little anxious and he was about to pull up his phone to start toying around with some innocent strangers, but at that moment he noticed the two girls entering the main dining room. He suddenly got chills running over his body. They both looked like they were out of a movie. Clearly they had visited a top-notch hair and makeup salon. Anika's hair was lightly curled and layered, her lips a bright red with dark eyeliner and one or two subtle body art features that sparkled off her face. She wore a red kimono-style dress with a deep v-neck and tan, leather sandals with straps wrapping up her calves. Misha was wearing a skin-tight silver, sequin dress that barely went a couple inches past her crotch. She had straightened her hair and cut it a little shorter. She had on jade-green eye shadow and a dark rouge lipstick. On her feet she wore some matte black stiletto heels. All this, Nat took in on one or two glances, but what kept his attention was the fact that both women's breasts seemed gigantic. He had no recollection of them being this big and he really couldn't put it all together. He knew push-up bras were a thing, but he didn't think they were this much of a thing. They both stared at him seductively and with beaming smiles as they approached the table. Many of the men had turned their heads to ogle the girls but as soon as they neared the table everybody began to mind their own business. Nat stood up and went to greet them. As he got near, Anika spoke softly, asking him if he liked what he saw. He said, Very much so. 
As he went to pull out their chairs for them, they each gave him a kiss on the cheek before taking their seats. He sat back down and immediately, their waitress, a somewhat masculine-seeming woman, came over to take their drink order. I'll have a dirty martini, said Anika. Very well, said the waitress. And I'll have a glass of champagne, said Misha. Would you like to see the wine list? Asked the waitress, requesting a more specific order. Nat cut in. Just bring her your finest glass. She nodded. But I'll take a look at the wine list for later. The waitress handed him the list and then left. Nat continued to drink up the sight of these two gorgeous women. He tried not to look at their breasts, but they were just so distracting. Finally Anika said something. Do you like our new endowments, Nat? We got them for you. They're completely natural. They giggled to each other, gaily. I don't understand, said Nat Anika continued. I know now that that's a preference of yours, perhaps even an obsession. So I used the program to make these enhancements, because I knew you would approve. Mine are 32F. And mine are 24E, added Misha. Nat didn't really care about the numbers, but he was quite stunned and aroused. He didn't know how he felt about Anika's use of the program, but for now he would just go with it. When he probed deep down inside himself, he knew that he trusted both these girls tremendously. So I guess this must be the surprise you were talking about in your letter, Anika. Said Nat Anika looked at Misha and laughed. You mean Misha's surprise? No, it's a much bigger surprise than this, you'll see. Nat was puzzled but tried not to think about it. Well, you both look incredible. I'm so lucky to be here. The girls swooned. We're the lucky ones, said Misha. I can't think of anywhere else I'd rather be, or any other man I'd rather be with. I can't believe I spent all that time in D.C. doing mundane tasks, when I could have reconnected with you sooner. Anika is the best roommate and friend and lover I could ever ask for. I love you guys so much, Anika and Nat were both touched. At that moment the waitress came over with the drinks. Nat cleared his throat and asked her to bring a dozen oysters of assorted variety. The waitress nodded and left. Anika picked up her glass. Here's to love. And the mission. Added Nat they all clinked glasses. Enough of that mushy shit. Said Nat. Let's eat some food. Over the course of the next hour, they dined fabulously, ordering the most aged steaks, all the sides, mouth-watering desserts and rare wines and digestifs. The conversations ranged greatly. They talked about their childhoods and families. Misha told Anika all about the nerdy, horny teenager Nat used to be. Anika joked that it seemed to be a fair description of him now. The threes a company, saying didn't hold up at all. None of them felt like a third wheel or that there was an overwhelming amount of talking over each other to be heard. Everything just gelled. Nat was able to forget how bonerific they both looked and see them more like old friends or family trustworthy, comfortable, as if they knew him better than he knew himself. It was a warm, merry feeling. The trio sat back in their chairs. They had finished dessert, and Nat was drinking an espresso. They were also sipping on some complimentary amaro the manager had personally poured for them. I don't think this is where our night ends, said Misha to Anika. Yeah, agreed Anika. I mean we're all done up and liquored up. I don't even feel that full after all we ate. Yeah, me neither, said Misha. 
Can we go dancing, Nat? Nat wasn't usually the dancing type. He made an expression of reluctance. Come on, they said together. Anika grabbed his arm. We'll make it super fun for you. Yeah, said Misha. Wait, doesn't Pyramid Club do an 80s dance party on Mondays? I vaguely remember that from visiting my friend at NYU. She pulled out her phone to look it up, and then her face lit up. It's still happening. We're going. Nat couldn't resist the women. Just to be safe, he pulled out his phone and used the program to make himself especially comfortable on the dance floor. He even gave himself a couple signature moves and a good sense of rhythm for dancing with a partner or two. They downed the Amaro, Nat paid the check in cash, and they walked out. Chapter 32 Anika ordered them an Uber to the Lower East Side. They got out in front of the club and they were obviously a spectacle. The neighborhood is like the intersection of flashy hipsters and the more casual yuppies. Leather jackets abound. People who think they're hot shit abound. Girls who spend way too much on their appearance love the L.E.S. When Nat and his two goddess girlfriends stepped out of the cab, the men were drooling. The women were practically seething with jealousy both because they wanted to have Nat, but also because they wanted to look half as good as Anika and Misha. Nat walked the girls into the club, one on each arm. They paid the five-dollar cover and descended into the dark and dingy night spot. The classic 80s sounds were blaring. The walls were painted black with neon highlights. They stopped at the street-level bar to take a shot of tequila before heading down the stairs to the main dance floor. When they got down there, there were about ten or so other people. Some were dancing, some were lounging. Obviously, for a weekday, you can't expect too much, but Nat didn't care anyway because he had everything he needed right next to him. The girls immediately broke away and started dancing with each other. To his surprise, the program command was working and he could feel the rhythm flowing through his body. For the first time in his life, he knew how to move and it wasn't awkward at all. As he acclimated to his new skills, he watched Anika and Misha as their hips swayed back and forth and their breasts heaved up and down. They both had a good amount of cleavage and their skin was perfect. They glowed with positivity and they were just fucking cool. He could feel the blood moving towards his penis, but he didn't let himself get fully erect, knowing it might be an encumbrance on the dance floor. The girls started giving him pouty looks, like they wanted him to come join them, so he did. Once on the dance floor, they immediately started rubbing on his body. Misha backed her rotund ass into his crotch and Anika leaned on his shoulder, pressing her breasts against his side. I like our family she said, leaning in to whisper in his ear. Misha grabbed his hands and placed them on her waist as she continued to grind against him. The friction from her body was lovely. Anika grabbed his face and turned it towards her to give him a wet kiss. He could feel her humongous breasts crushed against his arm as he kissed her back. He began to get into the music even further, finding his movements to be flawless, and it was exhilarating. Anika moved around in front of Misha and kissed her deeply. Nat noticed the other clubgoers gawking. Misha pulled Anika in towards her chest so that Anika's legs were straddled over Misha's knee. Nat knew that Anika's cunt was probably quite wet as it rubbed against Misha's leg. Their boobs were pressed together as they continued to make out. Nat, feeling frisky, moved his hand around Misha's front side to reach down and cop a feel on her pussy. She swatted his hand away. Not yet, sweetie. 
She turned her body around and gave him a kiss and stroked the back of his hair as she pressed her breasts against his chest. Let's have another shot! Nat was past the point of good judgment, so he nodded his head, and the three of them flurried over to the bar. The bartender was a cute, goth chick with black hair and bangs. She had on a Ramon shirt tied above her belly button. She had a few artsy tattoos but nothing too over the top, and she had a subtle face piercing on her cheek. She gave the girls a slightly condescending once-over as they approached. Three shots of Espelon, please, said the rowdy Misha. The bartender grabbed the tequila off the top shelf of the bar and started pouring the shots. Actually, make it four, said Misha. You take one with us. The bartender resisted at first, but Misha egged her on until she finally agreed. Nat stood behind Misha, who continued to rub her ass on him as she paid for the drinks. By this time Nat was feeling really turned on. He allowed his dick to get harder, and Misha felt it immediately. She leaned back and grabbed his neck to pull him in for a sloppy French kiss. Hey big boy, are you ready for your surprise now? Nat was scared and excited. Misha whispered in Anika's ear and Anika giggled and gave her a reassuring nod. Misha grabbed Nat's hand and escorted him towards the bathroom. When they entered the smallish bathroom, Misha locked the door behind her. The walls were covered in graffiti that had been painted over many times to create an illegible collage of sorts. Misha looked anxious but also excited. I'm really in love with you, Nat, she said. I know Misha, said Nat. He wanted to fuck her really bad, but he was waiting for her to unload her big secret first. Just so you know, I'm not that drunk right now. I know exactly what I'm doing and I want you to know you can trust me, okay? Nat was so confused, but he nodded. Her eyes said it all. How could she do him wrong? What could she possibly show him that would make him care for her less or be disappointed in her? She was meant to be with him. Her body was for him. He needed her. She needed him. It was so simple. He could literally stay with her in this bathroom for forever. Close your eyes, said Misha. Nat closed his eyes. Misha put the lid down on the toilet and forced him to sit down. He happily was willing to get dirty and tarnish his nice slacks, if it meant being part of Misha's design for him. Misha leaned over and gave him a kiss on the forehead then she grabbed his hand and slowly dragged it up her leg. He relaxed his muscles and let her control him and show him the way. His hand glided up her smooth thigh until it hit the hem of her dress. She continued to guide his wrist pushing his hand under the fabric and continuing up her leg. Then she stopped and held his arm in place. You're gonna have to go the rest of the way on your own, she said sternly, with a husky, mysterious tone. She pulled her hand away. Nat was so confused but also kind of transfixed but this unusual, profound-seeming experience. He loved being in the throes of her plan, holding on to her leg because she told him to, trusting her to know him and his needs. He tried not to think. Instead he tried to breathe and just act. He moved his hand up and inward towards her pussy. He expected, perhaps to find her inner thighs kind of damp from all the physical activity they'd had, but they weren't. He finally pushed his hand all the way up. His first contact was with some lacy, panty material, but quickly, he found there to be something else underneath the fabric. As he patted the object with his hand, it started to become clear to him what he was touching. 
he quickly withdrew his hand and opened his eyes. Misha was staring directly into his eyes, lovingly and understandingly. Nat wasn't sure what to say or what to do. Misha stroked the side of his face, and then she straddled his lap and sat down, her eyes meeting his. Anika and I did some research on you because we wanted to know you better and know how to please you better. We would never hurt you, Nat. We both love you very much. Nat wasn't angry, just in shock. He didn't, yet, want to name or identify what he had found under her dress. He loved her, and he still loved being with her in this moment, her beautiful face so close to his, her huge tits pouring out of her dress in front of him. Misha continued with a hushed, intimate tone. Almost by accident, Anika found an interesting field in your profile that has to do with your fetishes and fantasies. It's said that you have had fantasies about sexual experiences involving a transgendered female. Nat couldn't help but feel ashamed. It was true, he had looked at shemale porn on several occasions, and it had become more frequent over the years. He had no interest in men, or getting but fucked, or having a loving relationship with a man that had had a sex change. These could not be farther from erotic for him. But for some reason, he'd enjoyed the idea of a super-attractive female having that extra tool to use. Listen, Nat. I know you're straight. I know you love women and their womanly parts. The truth is, I've always fantasized about being able to have a cock of my own. Anika said the modification would be okay as a temporary experiment, but just because it seemed like something you would like. If you give Anika the word... Everything will go back to how it was and you won't even recall this happening. She was clearly worried she had overstepped but she was still committed to giving it a try, having known, from the beginning, that it would definitely take some adjusting. As Nat settled himself and thought through things a bit, he continued to gaze fondly at the beautiful black women sitting on his lap. She was so patiently and dedicatedly waiting for him to decide how he felt. And how did he feel? Well, the main thing that always gave him pause about the whole fantasy was that, in porn, for example, it would dawn on him somewhere in the middle of the movie that this was, in fact, a man, not some fantasy creature, like a centaur. It might be the way she moved, her muscular body, her deeper voice or, often, the way her penis was usually disfigured in some way or unable to get fully hard. Most of all, the one mainstay with the shemale was that her tits had to be fake by the laws of nature, and Nat detested fake breasts. But this situation was different. Misha was a fully natural woman, feminine in every way, and she had completely natural, gigantic, breasts. This was a biogenetic anomaly of sorts, to be appreciated, explored and perhaps enjoyed. Resting his hands on her hips, he cleared his throat. I really appreciate you guys taking this risk. I'm sure you can understand why this is quite difficult for me. She nodded and rubbed his chest as he continued. Being gay or being called gay is one of the biggest fears of any teen boy and that shit stays with you. I know I'm straight. But I feel like I can be honest with you, and the truth is that it does turn me on. Something about a big cock turns me on. It can be on a guy fucking a girl or just be part of a girl, even by herself. I've never known what I'm supposed to do with that, but I'm open to exploring it with you. Misha smiled. You're so brave, Nat. She gave him a hug. At that minute the song, Like a Virgin, by Madonna started playing. Misha laughed. Nat laughed too. 
We should probably get back to Anika, said Misha. Can we continue this conversation later? Yeah, sure. Let's, said Nat. Misha leaned in for one more kiss before she slid off him and helped him up. As Misha turned to open the door, Nat, extra horny now, pulled on her hips and she submitted, melting into him. They seemed to coalesce, her ass in his crotch, his hands around her stomach. There was a new bond between them, a bond of secrecy, intimacy and taboo eros. She rubbed her ass in concentric circles on his penis, and he creeped his hands up to her bosoms to fondle her. Nat, in the throes of desire, attempted to turn Misha around and escalate the experience, but Misha broke away. No, she insisted. Anika is waiting. Let's go. She pulled his arm and they left the bathroom. Chapter 33 When Misha and Nat got back onto the dance floor, they found Anika sandwiched between a guy and a girl. The guy, a well-built, bearded redhead was behind her, his hands guiding her waist towards him, her ass sliding up against his crotch. I in front of Anika was the bartender from earlier who must have ended her shift and was now, ironically, dancing to one of the most unpunk songs ever to have existed, the Madonna classic. She was happy though, and she appeared to be quite taken by Anika, who was kind of entranced in the moment. Her face was serious, and her gaze was distant as she swayed back and forth, occasionally twirling the bartender around to bring her jean-skirted ass close against Anika's crotch. Nat grabbed a beer to take a quick breather and Misha went to join the group. She warmly greeted the two strangers and danced to the side before Anika broke away and started talking in her ear, probably curious to find out what happened in the bathroom. Misha spun her around and brought her back against her crotch, her arms pulled tightly against Anika's stomach. Nat thought to himself, I've created a very powerful duo here. Hopefully they never turn against me. He watched how Anika drove her ass back hard against Misha, and all of a sudden it occurred to him that she was rubbing on Misha's new package. He slowly felt his dick enlarge and slithered down the leg of his pants. He pulled up his phone and made some alterations to his own profile. You will have no more anxiety about your own heterosexuality or masculinity or normalcy. You will feel comfortable interacting with Misha's cock in different ways, although the taboo nature and novelty of the experience will continue to turn you on. You will still resist the idea of being penetrated anally. He felt he needed to draw the line somewhere. Finally, you will be aroused by the feeling and taste of Misha's semen. Then he pulled up Misha's profile. He saw in the stats that she had given herself a humble six-inch cock, probably to make sure Nat didn't feel challenged in any way. He increased the length to eight inches. He gave her his same staying power and control over her cum production. He made her dick especially sensitive to pleasure by Anika or himself. He also increased the pleasure centers of her ass and made it so that when she was aroused, her anal glands produced a similar lubricant to that of the vagina, but to a lesser degree. Finally, he put a termination point to her shemale parts, so that when they woke up she would be fully feminine and not feel any remorse, having lost a member of her person. But she would have the sporadic notion to bring her cock and balls back from time to time, if it was an appropriate situation and she could do that by willing it to happen, Nat had a little surprise of his own that he had been looking forward to revealing. He walked over to the girls who were basically humping on the dance floor. 
He told them that it was time to go and that they still had one more stop left before they could call it a night. They excitedly complied. Anika went over to the redhead man and the bartender and gave them both a kiss on the cheek. The bartender begged her to stay but settled for giving Anika her number, which she placed inside her bra. When they got out on the street, Nat hailed a cab and they rode for about ten minutes, the girls not knowing where they were going. Misha sat in the middle and she rubbed her hands on both of their laps, her left hand sliding slowly up and down Nat's mostly hard cock, and her right hand slipping up Anika's leg and grazing her wet pussy. Nat and Anika both looked out their windows, highly turned on and eager to be in bed, but not to sleep. They got off in front of the W Hotel and Nat checked into the penthouse suite. The girls were amazed. They went up to the top floor in the elevator, having to use a special key. It opened up right into the room, and immediately they were struck by the size of the room, the classy furniture, and the elevated bathtub overlooking the immense view of Manhattan. Nat poured them each a glass of champagne as the girls raced around the suite like little children at a playground. He smiled. It was good to be able to treat these women like they deserved. They swarmed back to him, taking their glasses and toasting once again. This is incredible, said Anika. I don't think I've ever been this high up before. She gave him a kiss on the lips. I've been waiting to get you somewhere private all night. You probably could have fucked me in the restaurant bathroom, if you wanted to. I wanted to let you simmer a bit, said Nat. Am I hot enough for you now? Asked Anika as she untied the sash to her dress. It fell slightly to the side revealing her massive melons underneath, caged in an immense, black lace bra. She pulled the dress off her shoulders, slowly, and let it drop to the floor revealing her matching panties. Misha stepped behind her to help, unclasping the strained strap and letting it go slack. Then Misha slowly pulled off the thin shoulder straps, eventually allowing Anika's bra to drop to the floor. Nat sighed at the sight. They were definitely the most beautiful breasts he had ever seen. They were gigantic but firm and perky. They looked so heavy and so globular. Misha slid her hands around to cup Anika's tits, and the contrast of Misha's dark hands against Anika's tanned skin made his dick tend out out his pants. Anika noticed right away and reached down to undo his belt and fly, letting the fancy slacks slip to the floor. He kicked off his shoes and let his pants fall off his feet. Anika began to rub his large cock through his boxers as she stared at him deeply in the eyes. Misha kneaded at Anika's breasts pulling on her nipples and squeezing the tits together to make them bubble up. Anika finally tucked her fingers into the waistband of Nat's boxers and pulled them down, freeing his cock which stood up at a 45-degree angle. She tugged lightly on his dick, biting her lip, clearly aroused by his massive member. Then she spit a big gob of spit into her hand and applied it to his cock, stroking faster and squeezing hard with her fist. Misha had moved her hand down into Anika's panties and was pressing hard against her vulva. Anika responded by grinding her ass back against Misha, whose hard package was still sealed up inside her legs. Nat reached out to grab the huge breasts in front of him and Anika and him both moaned when he touched them. You like them, Nat? said Anika. I love them, he said. They belong to you, Nat, she said. You own these huge tits, okay? He nodded as he squeezed them. Then Misha pulled down Anika's panties and Anika pulled firmly on Nat's cock, aiming it in between her legs. He felt it slide into her slippery crotch area. 
Her juices had gotten everywhere, and they were warm and sticky. She clenched her legs around him and he slowly slid in and out of the wetness, the top of his shaft lightly grazing her clitoris. She wrapped her arms around his neck and pulled him close, her tits heavily impeding how close he could get. But feeling amazing, nonetheless, Nat couldn't resist any more, and he swiftly picked Anika up. Wrapping her legs around his back he smoothly and gracefully slid his dick up her pussy. She moaned loudly. Misha got on her knees and began licking Nat's balls as he fucked Anika. She sucked on his balls and then licked up to Anika's taint and tongued inside her asshole. Anika's creamy pussy juices oozed out of her with each thrust. Misha bathed her tongue in the juices. After about ten minutes of hard fucking, Nat wasn't quite ready to come yet and he felt bad about neglecting his other girl and also about not utilizing the amenities of the apartment. He let Anika off his dick and slowly placed her on the floor. They retired into the bedroom and Anika climbed on to the plush sheets to rest as she let Misha and Nat have some time together. Would you help me with this dress? Misha asked Nat as she turned her back to him. Nat was still a little tremulous about what was about to happen next, but he went ahead as confidently as he could. He slowly unzipped the zipper which went down to just above her ass. She turned around and then peeled down the dress to just above her waist, revealing a lime green brow with another huge pair of tits underneath, this time black, but just as juicy as Anika's. They weren't as big as Anika's but they were still gigantic, and her skin was so soft. His mouth watered at the sight, but he sat patiently as she continued her striptease. She slid the dress slowly and seductively down to the floor. Her panties were lime green, like her bra but there was a clear discoloration, where, presumably her cock was. It created a significant bulge that seemed to travel backwards towards her ass. She grabbed his hand and brought it towards her crotch, placing it against the fabric. It was a substantial piece of package he felt under his fingers. He looked into her eyes, intimidated and unsure. She told him, It's okay, baby. It won't hurt you. Mama's gonna make sure everything is okay. She pressed his hand harder against the bulge and then started sliding it slowly up and down. He could feel it hardening, slightly, as he rubbed it. He stared at her tits lustfully as he felt her bulge. She noticed and removed her bra letting her tits bounce free. Her cock continued to get harder as she watched his pleasure-filled face. It's getting kind of uncomfortable for me now, Misha said, referring to the pressure placed on her junk. Do you mind if I remove these? Nat looked up, a little speechless, and said, Yeah, it's okay. He pulled his hand back and stroked gently on his dick as he watched this buxom, black beauty become completely naked. As the panties came off, she spread her legs and her cock came springing out from its cage. Nat's jaw dropped. It was a huge, circumcised black dick. The head was taut and angled with a couple light veins running down the long, girthy shaft. Her balls were nicely sized not too saggy, and there was no pubic hair in sight. If there was ever a cock that he would want to meet, in person, this would be his exact preference. But knowing that it belonged to this incredibly feminine, perfectly physiqued and gorgeous woman, that he truly loved, made it all the more arousing. Her cock was so hard and ready to go, he honestly didn't know what to do. Misha moved towards him until their cocks each pushed against each other's pubic area. She kissed him on his neck and ran her fingers through his chest hair before sliding her hand down his abs. 
Eventually, her hand found his cock, but instead of stroking it for him, she brought her own dick up underneath his and she fisted the two cocks with one hand. Nat could feel Misha's shaft pulsing underneath his. She began to glide her hand back and forth along the two cocks. Nat brought his hands up to cup her tits and then grabbed her waist, pulling her in tighter dot he'd never felt a sensation like this before, being so close to another cock like this. There was almost a unified energy being created two people with the same equipment receiving a similar nature of stimulation. He leaned down and began kissing Misha passionately. She kissed back. Nat finally took a leap and pulled his mouth away from her. He brought his hand up and spit a large glob of saliva into his hand and then brought it down to Misha's cock and coated her shaft with his spit. He then closed his hand around her hard dick and started to stroke her. She placed her head against his chest. That's it, baby. Stroke mama's cock for her. He took long, deep strokes, every couple times pausing at the top and rubbing in a circular motion around the head. Then he increased the force. Misha followed suit, spitting on her hand and grabbing Nat's dick, accelerating quickly to match Nat's pace. They both began to moan deeply as they tugged harder and harder. Nat wrapped his hand around Misha's body and squeezed hard on her bubbly black ass. Her cock felt huge in his hand and he could feel it throbbing. He could hear her breathing hard. He whispered, Would this your first time coming like a man? Dot. Yes, she said, half excited, half embarrassed. This is my first time making a girl come like a man, he said. She cooed and kissed him on the cheek and then licked her tongue inside his ear. He pulled harder on her dick. You're gonna make me explode, she said. Good, said Nat. Hold nothing back. I know I'm not gonna. She put her hand against the back of his neck as a brace and then picked up the pace. They both started whacking each other off frantically until Misha screamed out. Oh my God! I'm coming! Next thing he knew, Nat felt the warm liquid shooting out of Misha, first onto his hand and wrist, then hard against his stomach and pubic area. It kept coming more and more until it flooded down onto the base of his own cock and began to dribble down his legs. Misha collected some of her own semen and lathered onto Nat's dick as she continued to stroke him as fast as possible. The feeling of her cum on his dick was exquisite and unlike anything he felt before. He was getting close and grabbed hard on her tits with both hands. Then he let himself go shooting the semen all over her leg and on her hands. He pulled back and fired more semen on her belly which dribbled down onto her cock. She let go of his dick and started spreading his cum across her body and up and down her long shaft. Nat ended his orgasm and stared blankly at the messy whiteness that was all over them. Then he felt a hand rubbing his back as he looked beside him to see Anika was on her knees, examining the flood site. She got closer to their crotches and then stuck out her tongue and licked a long strand of cum that was hanging off of Nat's balls. He trembled slightly as she looked up at him with a sexy glare. She then put her face in front of Misha's black, dripping cock and slurped a long stroke across her shaft. Nat was amazed. His one girlfriend was now licking cum off the dick of his other girlfriend, or former girlfriend. But she didn't stop there. She proceeded to slurp and suck every drop of semen off of both their dicks and bodies. It was as if she was eating ice cream. She licked hungrily, 
and he watched as some cum-laden jewel dripped out of her mouth and dribbled on to her heaving breasts and slid down into her cavernous cleavage. His heart raced at the thought of giving those jugs another workout. Be why the time Anika finished her cleanup, Nat and Misha were both raging hard again. Anika took a hand on each cock and started stroking them, but Nat and Misha both knew that this PG-13 handjob stuff wouldn't make the cut anymore. They pulled on her arms to raise her to her feet, and then they began prodding her with the dicks in her nether regions, Misha from behind and Nat from in front. They groped at her body with their hands. She squirmed in delight. Looking down at his cock, Nat could see it glistening with Anika's slimy, Russian fluids. He felt it was time to do a deep excavation. He pushed Anika and Misha back against the bed. He got on two and positioned his massive, throbbing cock to be hovering, ominously, over Anika's pussy. Misha straddled Anika's body as she moved towards her face. Nat ogled Misha's beautiful ass and he could see, underneath, her giant black cock approaching Anika's mouth, her balls swaying in the foreground. Anika grabbed on Misha's member to pull it towards her. She opened her luscious lips and Misha pushed her cock's head inside the wet face hole. Chapter 34 As Anika began to suck on Misha, Nat teased her clit and pussy lips with his dick. He could literally see the liquids rising out of her pussy as he toyed with her. Nat placed his hand on Misha's ass and rubbed her ass cheeks as they thrusted, slowly back and forth. Then, when he couldn't hold out much longer, he inserted himself into Anika's vagina. The wet walls of her vagina provided little resistance, and he quickly slid into the hilt. He began pushing in and out as he watched his ebony, she-male lover pump her cock down Anika's throat. They began to form a rhythm. Misha leaned forward so that she could pump into Anika's face with a downward motion. As she bent over, her ass cheeks spread slightly so that Nat could see her puckered asshole. He placed his finger against it and he could feel the unnatural, but much appreciated juices that were forming there because of his earlier modifications. He fucked Anika harder as he rubbed Misha's ass, eventually sticking his middle finger into her hole, up to the second knuckle. She moaned. Anika's huge breasts jiggled as he jammed his cock inside of her. Her pussy was extremely juicy. He watched as Misha's balls swung back and forth with her face fucking and he couldn't resist the urge to take his other hand, the one that wasn't finger-gauging her ass and cup her ball sack. She moaned again. Yes, Nat, squeeze on Mama's balls for her as you push that finger inside me, said Misha. I want you to use my body like a kid in a sandbox. Get dirty for me, baby. Nat massaged her large balls as he pushed his finger further into her tight asshole. His cock was harder than he could remember, and it fully filled out Anika's pussy. I think you should try out this pussy, Misha, said Nat. It's really ripe for the taking. Is that what you want, baby? said Misha, moaning as he jammed his finger all the way into her ass. You want me to take my big black cock and fuck your girlfriend with it? Nat squeezed harder on her balls. Yeah, that's what I want, bitch. I want you to fuck the shit out of this wet cunt. Misha pulled her cock out of Anika's mouth. It was dripping with spit. Nat took the cue to remove his finger out of her ass. Ah, Misha whined. I hope you have something else to fill the place of that finger. Nat knew what she meant but he backed away to watch the next sequence beginning. Misha slid back along Anika's body until she was lined up in position against her pussy. 
The two girls' huge tits pressed against each other as they shared a wet kiss. Misha broke away from the kiss. Why don't you put that thing in there for me, baby? Nat reached under Misha's ass and grabbed the base of her cock, guiding it into Anika's pussy. She took control and plunged herself all the way into the wet depths. Nat rested his hand on her bulbous ass, applying pressure on each downward thrust as he watched their beautiful tits squish against each other. Anika was in heaven. She turned her face towards Nat as she received Misha's meat. Occasionally she'd open her eyes and stare deep into his, clearly in ecstasy. Misha took a long thrust and held it inside of Anika as she gave her a series of light kisses on her neck. She interrupted herself briefly and sternly spoke to Nat. Baby, mama's hole is getting cold. Why don't you bring your nice hard dick over here and warm it up for me? Or are you scared? Nat chuckled to himself. He would happily comply. He got up on the bed and crouched over her, pressing his large cock head against her smallish opening. Don't lubricate it, said Misha. I want to feel that rod tearing me open. Nat pushed in slowly. It required more force than he expected, but there was some wetness inside of her already. Also, he didn't have to do too much work as Misha pushed against his dick on every backwards thrust. Anika's pussy was so wet that is made loud slurping sounds on the way in and the way out. She began screaming louder from the pleasure and Nat was so turned on that his adrenaline picked up and he began to plunge harder into Misha. Again, they developed a rhythm. Nat thought, it wasn't quite a double penetration scene, but perhaps something else? He didn't know the terms that gay guys used, but he knew this was a position they enjoyed. I mean, why wouldn't they? There was so much power and friction being dispensed at once. But what Nat loved was that there was two sets of wonderful tits beneath him, a wet pussy, and let's be honest, a fleshy, bulbous, black ass that most men and trans females couldn't dream of having without some serious work done. He couldn't believe how far his 11-inch cock was driving up her anus. She seemed to love it, and she make loud guttural moans every time he pushed inside her. Perhaps he was hitting against her prostrate, which he had heard could be quite pleasurable. It was just amazing to be so carnal with someone so freaky, so vile, so nasty. He wasn't sure how much longer he could last like this, the walls of Misha's ass squeezing his dick so tight. Her ass was self-lubricating more as she got more turned on and the sensations were phenomenal. Misha, he said softly, I'm gonna need to come soon. It feels so good. I know, baby, she said comfortingly. Me too. Let's just get Anika off first and then we can both release together. Nat agreed to that logic and continued to pump her ass. He grabbed her hair slightly, and she arched her back allowing him access to squeeze on her soft melons. Her nipples were hard and he pinched and tweaked on them. Misha stroked on Anika's face as she pushed her sweaty hair behind her ears. I need you to come for me now, she told Anika. Can you do that? Almost falling out of a trance she opened her eyes. Yes, Misha. So, you want me to come on your cock? Yeah, that's what I want. Will you come for me too? She asked. Yeah, baby. I'm gonna fill you up. And Nat's gonna fill up my ass. Does that sound good? Yes, she said adoringly. But will you keep using my holes after that? Of course, Anika, she said as her breath got heavier. The night is young. 
Misha shifted her hips a bit to make her cock point upwards towards Anika's G-spot. She still knew the insides of a woman better than how to steer a dong, but she was getting the hang of it. She'd definitely had her hands on enough male parts over the years to know the basics, but it was quite interesting to have full control like this. Anika immediately noticed the shift and felt the massive load bearing down against her special pleasure center. Misha was both forceful and delicate at the same time, a byproduct of her ambiguous gender roles. Anika's pussy was a torrential flood, the hotel bedding clearly ruined at this point, but she didn't pay any mind to that. She was back in the trance. In her field of view was a beautiful black woman with a dick attached and natural swaying titties hanging above her face. Above that was the muscular, tan man of her dreams with his arctic blue eyes and his massive rod jammed up their mutual lover's butthole. Her pussy was filled to the brim with dick and there was promise of cum-pumping to come soon. Her entire body was electric, her blood tingling. Waves of pleasure were searing through her nerves with each thrust of Misha's cock. She closed her eyes and slipped into a completely zen state of nothing just before the full orgasm descended. Then it hit her. She screamed like she was being murdered. Misha immediately felt Anika's pussy convulsing and hugging around her cock. She moved from her raised, cobra position to laying flat on top of Anika's heaving chest. Putting her arm behind her, she pulled Nat with her so that they were all sandwiched on top of each other, but she continued to drive her dick into the puddle of female cum that was Anika's vagina. Nat kept sliding his monster in and out of Misha's well-lubricated ass. When you're ready, Nat, said Misha, I want you to unload inside me, and that will be the cue for me to fill Anika up, okay? Nat grunted in, okay. He took hold of either side of Misha's waist and started slamming his dick into her forcefully, violently almost, so that her ass quaked with his thrusts and the smacking sound could be heard resoundingly, as if there were two male rams butting at each other's head for territorial dominance. Misha dove her face down into Anika's breasts and braced herself for each agonizing assault on her anal passage. She wanted to pleasure Nat at all costs, and she truly craved his come inside her. Anika comforted Misha by stroking her hair, but meanwhile she looked up at Nat with a fierce and goading glare. Give her everything you got, she seemed to be telling him. Please, Nat, use me to your heart's content, said Misha. It hurts me, baby, but I don't care. I want you to finish in me on your terms, baby. That's why we're here. Shut up, Nat said as he brought his hand down hard on her ass. She yelped at the stinging pain. He drove himself in faster, pulling her whole body back towards him with each inward stroke. Your dick in my ass makes my cock so hard, baby, said Misha. Nat found the statement so betwixtingly unexpected and erotic, he felt the cum bubble up quickly inside him and he yelled out that he was gonna explode. Misha pumped back and forth as he approached release, pushing her cock into Anika and then pushing her ass back against Nat. She felt her own cum load welling up, as well, but she awaited the feeling of Nat's filling her up first. Then he squeezed his hands hard against her skin, and she felt the fire hydrant's force of a man juice spraying against her prostrate. Like a water balloon she felt the liquid fill her up which created all the right tension in her body and she was easily pushed over the edge herself, releasing her semen into Anika's pussy. The two large cock lovers pumped their seed out for almost a minute, the two receptacles quickly overflowing and the semen spilling out onto legs and sheets, 
Before they had a chance to collapse, Misha pushed the party forward. She squirmed out from in between the two and laid down next to Anika. Then she guided Anika up into the air so that she was straddled over her, facing out towards Nat Misha's semen was dripping everywhere, out of Anika's pussy, down Anika's legs, onto Misha's cock which was already completely coated from when she was inside her. Misha pulled Anika's arms down and guided her but hold down upon her still raging hard cock. It slowly slid down the long shaft, which Anika shivered from, in pleasure and pain. Nat, now your turn, said Misha. Nat knew what she wanted him to do. He knelt down in front of Anika, gave her a kiss and then pushed his cock into her wet, cum-soaked pussy. Anika screamed in pleasure. They found a rhythm that worked. Nat could feel her giant breasts against his chest. He could feel the shaft of Misha's cock sliding in and out of her asshole. Anika grabbed her arms around his back for support, and they fucked hard for about fifteen minutes, losing track of time, sweating their asses off, kissing and slithering against each other's bodies. I want you both to come on my tits, said Anika. They both slowly came out of their trances, knowing that they must give their beautiful female partner what she wanted. They each gave another minute of hard pumping in Anika's holes, then they took their dicks out and stood on the bed. Anika laid down flat and squeezed her massive tits together with her forearms. Nat's and Misha's dicks were slimy and glistening. They began stroking their own dicks, preparing another load for Anika. Nat couldn't stop staring at Misha, in particular her beautiful, hard member. He was so amazed that this thing was part of their lovemaking. He was fond of her cock. He liked watching her stroke it. Misha noticed where his eyes were at, and she suddenly had an idea. Anika, she said, I just want to reposition things once more before we give you what you want. That's okay, Misha. I trust you, said Anika. Nat, Misha instructed. Sit down on Anika's stomach and let her stroke you off with her tits. Anika, make sure to be thorough and nasty with it. Nat did as instructed sitting his sweaty ass against her stomach and placing his already slimy cock in between her huge orbs. Now Nat, Misha continued, it's gonna be new for you, but I think it's something you have to try at least once. Do you trust me? Nat looked at her blankly, heavily distracted by the world-class tit job he was receiving, but he came to enough to say, I completely trust you, Misha. Okay, she said. Close your eyes and open your mouth. With some reluctance, he did what she said. It was hard to believe that anything could go wrong when he was with two, such beautiful women, and there was such a massive pair of tits beating his dick off. He closed his eyes and slightly opened his mouth. Open it further, Misha urged. He opened his mouth wider. Then he felt the flesh of her cock touch his lips. It had a soft surface layer but a steel-like hardness underneath. It tasted salty from the combination of sweat, cum, female jizz and ass juice that had covered it throughout the evening. He allowed himself to produce more saliva, coating his mouth to help receive the invading object. She pushed him further. His mouth was fully consumed by her cock head. He used his tongue to lick her from inside his mouth like he had seen so many girls do before. She stroked the back of his head. He brought his hand up to grasp her shaft and started moving his clenched fist up and down her rod. She pushed on his head a little, urging him to let her dick further into his mouth. 
As he felt it hit the back of his throat, he gagged and coughed, pulling his mouth away to gather himself. The girls both giggled. Looks like we got some fresh meat here, said Anika, and they all cracked up. Nat looked at Misha, slightly ashamed, but there was love, kindness, and acceptance in her eyes, and he knew this was a completely safe space. She put her index finger against his lip and playfully pushed it in, urging for him to suck it. I think he can give it one more shot. Don't you, Anika? said Misha. I definitely think he can do better than last time. Anika joined in. Nat tongued and sucked on Misha's finger, showing her he was ready for round two. This time he took the initiative himself, pulling her cock towards his mouth and stretching his lips around the tip. He tongued her cock head and then pulled it out again. The girls were about to chastise him once more when they heard him hock up a huge loogie and spit it onto her massive cock. Then he devoured it again. He pushed it in towards his throat and forced himself not to gag. Then he felt it travel down his throat, and somehow he was able to adjust to the new position. It turned him on to be filled up in this way. His cock was harder than he thought possible, and it was being lathered and swatted by two huge melons like a car at a car wash. Misha pushed in and out of Nat's throat, and he cupped her balls and massaged her taint while he stared up at her huge heaving tits and her beautiful face and luscious lips. He grabbed around to her ass and pulled her whole body towards his face. Misha started moaning loudly. This white boy's mouth is too good. I'm gonna blast soon. She continued to pump his face, her long black dick traveling in and out, in and out. Then she had another thought. Anika, I know I promised this load to your marvelous titties, but what do you say we give King Nat here his first fruit of the vineyard, if you know what I mean? Anika hesitated. But it was supposed to be mine. Ah, cooed Misha. I don't want to be an Indian come giver. Nat pulled the dick out of his mouth, but continued to stroke it forcefully. What if I give you a double-sized load on your tits? He said to Anika. Well, said Anika, I guess that will be an acceptable trade-off. Just make sure it's nice and thick. She looked down fondly at her chest. These babies deserve it. They sure do, Anika, said Nat. Then he looked up knowingly at Misha and placed her cock back in his mouth. He instantly took the entire eight inches down his throat so that his lips touched her fully shaved pubis area. She held him there a couple extra moments, and he gagged again which formed several more strands of thick saliva against her cock. He pulled his mouth away and gathered the saliva, stroking it rapidly, up and down before he began a sloppy succession of combination moves with deep-throating, tongue lacerations, quick hand-pumping and ball-sucking. Shortly thereafter, Misha was ready to unload and she pulled her dick out of his mouth, stroking it with her hand and aiming it at his face. Nat lowered his face for better access, closing his eyes, excited and nervous and extremely turned on. Anika watched eagerly, from below. Nat moved his hand around, behind, to lightly rub on Anika's wet pussy and, in turn, Anika picked up the pace of her tit job, spitting into the cleavage abyss and creating more lubrication. Misha yelled out, I'm coming, and Nat felt the first strand strike his eye. Soon there was another heavy glob on his other eye and he became totally blinded. Next the cum shot out just under his nose and dripped down over his lips. He instinctually licked his lip with his tongue and tasted Misha's sweet and salty cum. It tasted amazing to him. 
But Misha wasn't done. Several gobs hit him in his chest and they began to slide down his abs. She kept pumping out come back up at his face again. He began to smile. She came closer and stuck her cock right up against his mouth and he opened it to receive her. She continued coming, squirting it onto his tongue which he then proceeded to swallow. She pushed her cock in further, down his throat, and pumped the cum directly into his stomach. He couldn't believe this feeling of being completely used and at the service of another. He hugged on her legs, he felt so bonded to her. Anika yelled out to him. Come for me now, Nat cover me, please. Misha pulled her dick out of his throat and wiped the cum away from his eyes so that he could open them. Then she sat down behind Anika's head and placed it on her lap. She continued to stroke her hard cock as she stared at her handiwork. Nat was covered in white splooge. Chapter 35 Nat opened his eyes carefully and looked down at his huge dick and Anika's fluffy tits which already had a fair amount of runoff cum dripped on them. He looked up to see Anika's wanting eyes as she worked her tits and hands against his cock. On top of that, sitting right behind her was the beautiful Misha, her dark skin looking radiant as she stroked hard on her dick. The horniness in this situation was pretty out of control. Nat felt sticky and his throat was sore, but his dick was throbbing with excitement. He switched his focus enough to allow Anika to have what she wanted. He continued to rub her pussy behind him with his palm on her clit and three fingers in her vagina. Misha helped prop her head up and placed her mouth in position so that she could lick the tip of his dick every time he traveled through the mountains. Oh my god, Nat! Your dick is so hard, said Anika. You're rubbing me so good. I love you, baby. Misha chimed in as she stoked herself. You took your cum load so well, baby. Your cock looks so beautiful between those tits. Why don't you give her what she wants? I can contribute, but I want to see you shoot first. The two girls were staring dreamily into his eyes and in unsuspectingly the cum started pouring out of his dick hole. It was like a cannon. The cum was thick flowing through Anika's cleavage up her neck. It came in steady, forceful spurts, almost without him being able to control it. He moved back and poured his white semen onto her massive breasts. She shook them with her forearms as she watched the white shower continue. Nat looked up at Misha who was biting her lip, clearly approaching another orgasm. Anika's head was laying in Misha's lap. Misha's dick was sticking straight in the air, directly next to Anika's face. Nat was still rubbing on Anika's pussy but he picked up the pace, using some tricks, at this point knowing Anika's body well enough that it wouldn't be that hard to make her come. His dick was still pumping out semen and his body was electrified with pleasure but he wanted Anika to get off one more time. Anika started thrashing about and Nat started jamming four fingers into her cunt. He took his other hand and started spreading the cum around on her tits and pinching her nipples. Anika yelled out, Oh my god, I'm gonna come. She began to shake and that was their cue. Nat pushed his dick down at this base of her tits and the head popped up from the top. He grabbed tightly on her pussy once last time as his cum shot forcefully against her chin. She continued to jiggle her breasts around and he kept fucking his cock into the messy tits sandwich. At that moment, Misha inhaled loudly. Here I come, too, she said and shot a geyser of sperm into the air which on its descent, fell down directly onto Anika's face with a splat. 
She opened her mouth and let the seamen go inside. Misha continued to tug long strokes on her big black cock and the cum shot up in the air, covering Anika's face. Nat allowed his orgasm to subside and eventually Misha and Anika did the same. Then they, all three of them, slid up to the top of the bed and squirmed around in each other's mess. They kissed passionately and held each other lovingly. Eventually they fucked again and again until they had each used each other and provided for each other in every way they could think of. After it all finally chilled out and they were resting, Anika got up and drew a bath in the abnormally large tub that overlooked the city skyline. When it was ready, they all sat together and enjoyed feeling of their bodies as the cum rinsed away into the bubbly bath water. After they cleaned up, they put on the luxurious robes provided by the hotel. Anika called up housekeeping to have the sheets changed, and Nat prepared them a nightcap. They eventually passed out, spooning together Anika in front, Nat in the middle and Misha in the rear. When they awoke, Misha and Nat were surprised to find that Misha no longer had a penis, but it wasn't something they lamented or questioned. Nat was reminded of all the new stuff he had tried the night before, and how exciting it had been. He was happy to have things back to normal but he had a feeling it wouldn't be the last time he explored that part of himself. Waking up with these two women was completely a dream come true. As the girls eventually woke up, Nathaniel rolled over on his back. Anika turned towards him, and they all scooched in together. Misha squeezed her legs around his body. Nat stroked Anika's hair and rubbed on Misha's back and looked out through the translucent blind at the Manhattan skyline bathed in morning light. He wasn't sure what else there could be to want besides this. But hey, he thought, the grass could always be greener. There's worlds to change and more holes to be fucked. It's a hard job, especially in the city that never sleeps, but somebody's gotta do it. He knew that, at some point, the other shoe was gonna drop. But why worry about that today? For now it was just time to get a good cup of coffee. And come to think of it, Nat thought... I actually know a great coffee shop right in my neighborhood. The End